Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about how Destiny 2 really needs anti-cheat. At the present time, we don't really have anti-cheat. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at SayNoToRage.com and to bring you right into my Twitch channel. Would love to have you come join these conversations. Uh, if you're on YouTube, hitting like, subscribe, and sharing, and commenting, and hitting the little bell button, it helps me out as well. Why are we talking about anti-cheat? Well, a lot of people maybe don't realize this, is that there isn't presently any anti-cheat running for Destiny. And what that means is at a technical level, there's nothing preventing you from playing if you're running something that's considered cheating software. Historically, if you looked at other games when they first came out, especially free-to-play games, they had to implement anti-cheat after the fact. Uh, some of the most notable ones would be like Apex and Fortnite. So they get off the ground, they become popular, and then they get flooded with cheaters because people create the bots after. Like, there's not just an aim bot sitting on the shelf somewhere for Fortnite. They had to make one, and then they then they distribute it, and then it becomes a problem. And then it mushrooms, right? People get killed by cheaters, and then they want to cheat too. So right now, in the Crucible... Most notably on PC and and more commonly on PC, especially at higher glory rankings, you're you're seeing cheaters, people teleporting, people using aimbots, uh, and then on console, I think it's a little bit more common to see people doing network manipulation and throttling. So this has become a significant problem. And when I say anti-cheat, there's not much you can do on console other than do research and ban these people. There's not really like a form of anti-cheat if somebody's going to do network manipulation. You would just research the the account and then ban them like they did the the one guy. So So I want to walk through talking about free-to-play, then I want to talk about what's happening, what is actually happening in the game. There's a spectrum of response from Bungie, and it doesn't seem to be strong enough or fast enough. Then I want to talk about right now, like what can they do right now while we kind of wait for some of these things to get implemented. So, free-to-play. This is basically a base level requirement for all free-to-play games, whether you're Fortnite, Apex, or now Destiny. If your game is free-to-play and people can just download it and jump into a player-versus-player environment, you have to have anti-cheat in place, or this is exactly what happens. People are going to download cheats. Some people are going to do it just for fun. They don't give a crap about Destiny. They don't care if their account gets banned. They'll do it all weekend for giggles with their buddies, and then they don't really give a rip. So free-to-play is just if there's this ease of accessibility in the game that makes it really easy for non-invested parties or people that can use like a VPN to change their IP. They can just keep jumping back in. Fortnite Apex got to the point where they were banning hundreds of thousands of accounts. Hundreds of thousands of accounts because of the level of number of people cheating and then Destiny's experiencing this at a more microcosmic level. It's a smaller uh, daily player base than games like Fortnite. I don't know where Apex is now, but Fortnite, you know, it was absurd how many people they were having to ban. Same with Apex. Ban, you know, just banning hundreds of thousands of people. It is very likely that when Bungie made the jump to free to play with new light, a lot of things happened simultaneously that maybe prevented them from plugging into the anti-cheat that Steam offers or coming up with their own or partnering with a company that does anti-cheat. When they did free to play and they moved to Steam, they also launched a DLC. Crossave was also up and running. There was a lot of things kind of kicking off at the exact same time those simultaneous launches I think are likely to be the cause of there being literally no anti-cheat right now if you read their weekly TWAB uh, and even some people are reporting now getting warnings that you know I guess somebody this this morning reported they got a warning that Bungie responded was a fluke they're maybe trying to turn up the sensitivity and the TWAB seems to indicate they might be moving toward an automatic system But I want to talk about why that's not necessarily good enough either. So let's talk about what's happening. 
Bungie presently does bans after, you know, days or weeks of research, okay? They've made this clear with recent things that have happened. You can go in and read the blog posts. It it, it takes sometimes days, if not weeks, of research before they pull the trigger on somebody. I can respect a company not wanting to just be, like, nailing anybody and everybody who seems suspicious. That could be a problem, just banning people, you know, haphazardly or, or recklessly, and then you end up with a bunch of false bans. But doing it days and weeks, you know out isn't isn't that helpful that's not fast acting that you know it's not tough acting to acting right it's not it's not fast acting and they people are hardware spoofing anyway they can run a vpn to change their ip and they're running hardware spoofing software so if they ban their hardware it doesn't matter it's just some other you know fabricated computer that they're, they're playing on so they are getting account they are getting account ip and maybe even hardware banned but it doesn't matter people just immediately jump back in with a new account with a new hardware spoof with a new ip and they're ready to go in the current landscape of gaming and free to play and the accessibility of people getting cheats whether they use reddit or youtube or wherever these things get distributed it that's just too slow presently to just be banning people after research that that's fine that that is a piece of the strategy that can be a piece of it where maybe people are doing things like dosing which is denial of service they're knocking you offline if they're dosing you that takes maybe some research like the guy that claimed he got wrongfully banned and then bungie pretty much made that guy look like an idiot by being like you were using alt accounts you were disrupting people's you know connections and knocking people offline and he basically got caught and then he you know turned his twitter private and deleted all of his tweets so that that's part of the strategy sometimes you can't just be like oh this cheap person's cheating ban sometimes it does take research they gotta look at network disruption network manipulation throttling things like that maybe they turn the aimbot off and on maybe it's toggleable maybe the cheat's not always active so it's difficult to get a read on patterns and and kill ratios and win ratios so sometimes research is needed but in my mind this all exists on a spectrum presently we are in a reactive state Bungie is reacting to cheaters reactive is fine but it's not enough if you move from reactive to defensive defensive is some of the things I outlined if you're going to do trials make people hit a certain power level make people buy that season pass make people do a a multi-week quest with saint that's defensive but as Wish You Luck pointed out the one day he was in here, defensive's not good enough because if I'm going to do a recovery and run my cheating software and run my accounts, my, my hardware spoofing and my VPN, and I'm doing a recovery for some guy in South Dakota and I cheat him to the lighthouse and then I do somebody else, that guy's one weekend, one fishy trials card might not be enough. And, and plus, that guy's going to get around the defenses. If, if, if it's defensive, that guy's going to already be 950. He's already going to have the season pass. He's already going to be going, you know, going through the quest. And the guy that's cheating is only on that guy's account for one trials card, and then he moves on. So if somebody has a fishy trials card, and then that's it, the, number one, the, the reactionary strategy's not going to work. You're not going to catch him. Because that... That, that's one fishy trials card. Weeks of research, this guy's not going to even be a blip on the radar. Second, the defensive strategy's not going to work either because this guy's already grinded, this guy's already 950, he already owns the content. When you move from reactive to defensive up to preventative, preventative is what anti-cheat is. It literally prevents you from playing the game and says, you cannot play. Or it's running and catches you and bans you on the fly and then you can't get back in. So... I believe all three pieces of the spectrum need to be in place. 
you need to be reactive. You need to be doing research and researching people that might be slipping through the cracks. You need to be defensive and setting up some barriers and hurdles for free-to-play players to go through a couple of st- a couple of things before they can play or jump back into trials. And you need to be preventative. We need anti-cheat. You need something that is in the way of people just jumping in and using cheats. So that way, if I'm if I'm charging people for recoveries and I'm running my cheat software and the anti-cheat stops me, I'm suddenly not able to do that because I'm not going to be able to sell those account recoveries because I'm not taking people to the lighthouse. Lastly, let's talk about right now. What can they do right now? At least right now, I would move up on the defensive dial. Turn the defensive dial up. Make it to where you can't jump into elements of Crucible until maybe you you grind and, and play a certain number of hours or hit a certain power level or require purchase of of, of, a, of, of, of something. Now, this is going to grade against their free-to-play philosophy. So some of this might not work, but I believe one or a few of these things could help a little bit. It's not going to get rid of it, but it could mitigate it a little bit if you require brand new accounts to have some level of quest requirement, so many hours of play, maybe some leveling. Because um, to me, look, if somebody if somebody boots up with a brand new account, beelines to Crucible, and they start winning and ripping through people, and they've got high ratio, and they've got high kills... I mean, at the very least, that should be something that's considered anomalous and immediately gets researched. Like, there should be people that are taking greater precedence. Because right now, I would wager to say, if they're swinging the ban hammer periodically, a good percentage of the cheaters are going to be coming in on brand new accounts. And that should be triggering something. There's got to be a way for Bungie to internally set up defensive and reactive things that say, this is a brand new account. This is somebody who literally just jumped in and they're in the crucible and within hours or a day, they have high win ratio, high kill ratio. That should be setting up all kind of alarm bells. That person should jump to the front of the line for research and maybe just put them on a one day suspension while you research it or something like, listen, you, you just create an account and your your win and kill ratio seems very suspicious. We're going to put you on a 24-hour suspension so we can research your account. Because while they're researching it, man, these people just keep on playing. So in the here and now, I think ramping up the dial on the defensive and the reactive would be good. It seems Bungie's planning to do that with some form of automated system. But at the end of the day, defensive and reactive is not enough we need preventative we need anti-cheat in this game to keep these scumbags out and so people can enjoy their games and their time in the game as well as if they want trials to come back this really needs to land well as always we're going to transition to q a if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the question and answer session that followed my talk about Destiny 2 really needs an anti-cheat. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. It'll bring you right to my Twitch channel. Going to jump right into the questions. Forza says, wouldn't restricting license sharing on platforms reduce cheating substantially, or is PC different than console? I mean, this gets dicey because sometimes, how do you research this? I could move. I could be on vacation. I could be at my friend's house and I want to log in. When I played Fortnite at my brother's house, you know what I'm saying? Like, I logged in on his computer, his IP address. Do you see what I'm saying? That was me and that was legitimate. It was me playing Fortnite on my account, but on different hardware and a different IP address in a different state. Um, So... 
I don't know if companies want to get into this where you're placing barriers between the average user because of cheaters when you legislate to that you run the risk of frustrating people that just want to play um two factor would allow for that though no it wouldn't because if you're going to do account sharing you would just give the two factor information to the person you're account sharing with right oh you're trying to log in and play as me yeah i'll give you the two factor number yeah they just sent me the text message here it is it wouldn't that it wouldn't be hard at all so like license sharing or 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 password sharing or account sharing there's almost no way to stop people from doing that because there's a litany of reasons why you might legitimately be doing that you know you're traveling like what t-funk's saying i travel on the road with a laptop so i can game on the road well it's the same hardware but now it's a different ip address so at least they would know that it's the same hardware it's still you again there's a litany of things that would probably cause frustration to the average consumer by restricting something that okay keep in mind here cheating is wrong and hurts the experience of other people if i want to let my buddy play for me instead maybe i'm not even paying him money okay i'm not even paying him money let's say i'm traveling and i'm gonna be in germany for a conference or something and i give my account to somebody in this community i'm like can you grind for me can you buy this thing from zur for me i'm 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 not able to play right now there is literally nothing wrong with that. That is harmless. That is a victimless instance of, of, of account exchange. Nothing is happening. Nothing illegal is happening. Um, nothing nefarious is happening. So there's just, I don't know. I don't think there's a lot to be gained from doing this. The real problem, the real problem is cheating, right? It's cheating. anti-cheat solves this because you could give your account to a buddy of yours who's really good at pvp who's going to play for you while you're working your nine to five job and they're going to earn you rank or a gun or maybe they play for you on the weekend in trials who gives a frick if somebody wants to do that you know and so i would say that cheating is the main issue What's crazy is these people do not understand it's hurting their experience also. Well, B. Nipple also called them idiots. He says, what's crazy is these idiots don't understand it's hurting their experience also. According to you, though, according to you, it might not hurt their experience at all. In their mind, they weigh it. They're like, I could spend all weekend getting frustrated and not going flawless, or my buddy Steve can go flawless for me. In their mind, that's a good experience. So they're not hurting their experience. That's subjective. It's subjective to the user. To them, they're like, oh man, you spared me a ton of grief. I played Tomb Raider all weekend, and then you got me a cool gun. Like, somebody account sharing doesn't have that perspective on it they're thinking completely differently than you and so cheating is the issue stopping account sharing password sharing whatever the frick none of that matters none of that matters cheating is is the issue they're using third-party software extra software to shoot people and kill people before they even spawn you know of course it does they can go flawless on their own uh when no one plays i don't know what you're i don't know what axe you're grinding be nipple but (laughs) it's really fun to say your name somebody that doesn't have your perspective is not hurting their experience you're doing that thing where you're insisting on your viewpoint being what everybody else experiences and that just doesn't fly homie like 
that's like telling me I like I I should have waited until Zer rotated and I bought the exotic myself instead of having my friend log in and buy it for me. I robbed myself of that experience. It's like, dude, I don't give a frick. Buy it for me. Like, I it's it's not up to you to decide what's right and wrong with respect to value transmission. Somebody literally might be like, I don't care about the journey to earn the gun. I just want it. I don't. I would rather not beat my head against that wall. Like that's not. There's literally no way you can determine what somebody enjoys or doesn't enjoy based on your own view and your own subjective experience. Some people just don't want to do it, but they want the gun. They give zero fricks about the journey to earn it, you know? Nick Hemsey. How do you like your last hope? I've been preferring it over Recluse, especially with Feeding Frenzy and Rampage. My clanmates uh, have drunk the Recluse Kool-Aid, and they say I'm crazy, uh, but uh, uh, target acquisition on the last hope, especially on controller, is so much better. Uh, I love it. I think it feels really, really good. I have Rampage. I have Rampage. I have, uh, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, Rampage and Feeding Frenzy. I've got a good range um, roll as well. I think we got it with range... Masterwork and ricochet rounds. Yeah, we got ricochet rounds. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we got stability masterwork. Uh, yeah, it feels really good. I have literally have stability maxed, so I have a, I have a, a maxed stability on it. Um, and then we get a, we we get a little extra. I don't even know if you get slight increase on ricochet rounds. We could probably afford to run this lower handling a little bit, squeeze a little bit more range out of it. Um, and we don't actually lose any stability. Um. So, but yeah, I think it's a great gun. It's really fun. You do you do have to close gaps a little bit more than you do with the recluse, though. Squid. I feel like most rocket launchers are pretty useless right now in PVE. Do you agree? And if so, how do you think they'd be changed to be useful? I don't know if I need to do a whole video on this, but rockets suck. Um, their reload kills them, so their damage efficiency against a boss is is horrible. Uh, sometimes you have quick damage phases. Sometimes you're trying to do as much damage as possible before they go immune, and rockets are like. They're sluggish. I mean, you have to reload after every shot. So two in the chamber would be helpful. Default reload being a little bit faster would be helpful. Uh, increased direct impact damage would be helpful. If I if I shoot a boss with all seven rockets, I should be able to output probably more damage than somebody who shoots all their grenades because it took me longer to do it. Um, I was running Ambitious Assassin the other day and it felt good, but Ambitious Assassin doesn't do much in a boss phase or a damage phase. Uh, so running around getting rocket kills for a bounty, it felt kind of nice, but it reminded me that rockets just need two in the chamber is kind of what Ambitious Assassin reminded me of. I was like, this kind of sucks. Um, so rockets just fall behind at every level. They fall behind at speed. They fall behind at maximum damage output. They just, they fall behind at, at, at numerous levels and they need to be tweaked. So that's not the case. Um, that's not the case. No axe to grind with anything or anything. You're fine, B-Nibble. I just, it felt like you were really wanting to take chunks out of people that do account recoveries. Like, they're robbing, you called them idiots. So, you know, that's not helpful. And then you said they're hurting their own experience. So I just kind of felt like, I, you know, I needed to put that in check a little bit. Like, that's not, there's plenty of people who probably would hear that and be like, oh, come on. Like, I didn't account recovery. I don't consider myself an idiot. I consider myself a, a, a player that, just didn't feel like doing that. You know what I'm saying? It just felt like you swung a little too hard. Uh, silent with the next question. Do you think there's a chance that Bungie will look at the dwindling crucible numbers and call off trials or do the opposite and release it half-cocked and unfinished? Well, I don't think you want to pour gas on an existing fire by having it launch half-cocked. Um, that's not a good idea. Now, launch it, you know, hold, call off trials? Call off trials? I don't think... I don't think Bungie's in the dark 
about the challenges of trials coming back. They're not in the dark. I don't think it's coincidence that they kicked off January 2020. The first time they talked to us, they didn't kick that off by addressing cheating and saying that they're working on making it more efficient and maybe even hinting at the fact that it's going to turn too automated. Um, I don't think that was an accident either. I think they are trying to do a build-up to trials, and one of the pieces of that build-up is to give people more confidence into... Uh, you know, cheaters getting what they deserve. Um, you know, making an example out of somebody <clears throat> like they did. Um, that probably wasn't like on purpose, but that probably helped too, right? Like they got to kind of make an example out of that idiot. But so, so I would say that they're clearly building up to it. I don't think they're going to call it off. Now, obviously, um, obviously, having a more automated system so that people feel like more people are getting banned and more people are getting bopped for it and maybe you start running into less cheaters that's probably a good runway to trials to be like hey they are doing something um showing off the bans and appeals is 100% a confidence builder i think they are they're trying to build that confidence and they're going to go to a sec- they're going to go to a place where like most people are spinning their wheels trying you know trying to you know appeal are, are probably going to be wasting their time um, he said calling someone an idiot's going hard and then he calls someone an idiot I know it's hard to understand when, when you just you just made it pretty clear you're stupid it's hard when you're stupid to understand there's different contexts calling a cheater an idiot who publicly appealed it and claimed he was innocent calling that person an idiot is a huge categorical difference between calling somebody an idiot who shares their account with somebody again I know it's hard like Again, you're an idiot too. So you're kind of in the same camp. So it's kind of hard to be an idiot and understand when to use the term idiot. I get it. It's hard to suffer with your condition. So I, you know, it's okay. You'll one day, maybe you won't be this dumb. It's a, it's a preventable condition. So you'll get there. Uh, I want candy with the next question. Thank you. Hypnotic for 10 months. You the best. Um, and there we go. Provoked you to a ban. Uh, I want candy says why uh, don't you do raid carries no more <laughs> I haven't played in so long but I like watching raids it's really not the point of Q&A I didn't find raid raid um, raid helps I didn't like calling them carries I didn't find raid helps to be the thing that I wanted to do uh, in perpetuity with my content uh, it didn't it didn't really feel good it didn't really feel good to watch my relevancy as a content creator rise and fall with the content right now my viewership trends and my sub count and the amount of people that are here every day kind of supporting what i do uh it's very predictable and it's a it's far more solid um because i'm not leaning on raffles for raids it was painful and slow but i think the decision was right we've we've built something where my morning show it's just like i don't need to run raids I don't need to do anything particular in the content. As long as there's Destiny stuff to do and talk about, homies show up here. Homies show up here to to be a part of what's going on. I also feel I'm transmitting more value to more people. Helping a handful of people through the raid and then what you get like through four or five throughout the day. Helping 10 people, 12 people through a raid throughout the day while being distracted, not being able to talk to chat, not being able to have that interactivity. I don't feel like that was a broad value transmission. Um, I feel like I feel like service streams are 
they're they're a short road to quick growth it's not a long road to enduring growth does that make sense like it's a short road to quick growth you can be doing service streams and carrying people and it's it's very quick it's it's a, it's it's immediate transmission of value you show up you run a raffle you get in you play you know while you're you know why you're there why you're watching at people and I would prefer investing in a long road for enduring growth, which I think we've seen now more. Like, my viewership and my sub count is not all over the place. And it was when raids would rise and fall in relevancy. And that didn't feel good as as a content creator, as someone that's trying to expand and diversify and do other things. And I've got a talent agency now, and you know I'm hosting E3 and shoutcasting Fortnite and doing Twitch Rivals. And I'm doing all these different things. To me... That's just not something that that made sense from a strategy of like what I want to do with my content. I was also bored. I enjoy far more. I mean, if you watch me, it's not hard to get kind of a bead on like what I what makes me tick as a person. I'd rather be debating, discussing, and going back and forth about even stuff we've talked about this morning. It had nothing to do with Destiny. You know, we had you know a thousand viewers and we're debating all kind of stuff. That's way more entertaining. Um, that's way more fun for me personally. So if I'm having more fun and I'm enjoying it more, that's better for the content. Probably that's better for me as a person. That's better for the listeners as opposed to like beating my head against a wall in a raid or getting frustrated or it's another wipe or whatever. And to be quite honest, I feel like I made the right call because the raids in destiny don't really give you that platform that we had in wrath. Wrath was just like perfectly Wrath was perfect for a mix of both worlds. We could kind of run Wrath on autopilot, and I could talk to chat. We would be debating comic books and Star Wars and movies and you know superheroes and all kind of stuff, and we'd reminisce about music, and we would be running Wrath almost on autopilot. I think the current raids, it's much harder to do that. It's a lot more um, dependent upon communication. Everybody has to carry their own weight. Uh, you know, so I shifted away from it. This is a really long answer to your question. I shifted away from it from a variety of reasons. And so because all those reasons have been rewarded with what I thought would happen, which would be more enduring value, more people hanging out, more people enjoying the content. Uh, I feel like I've grown as a content creator. If you go back and watch my old Twitch talks and, and Destiny talks and Q&A sessions from like three years ago to now, there's a significant improvement in just the way that I talk and deliver and engage. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I, I stopped focusing on something that was kind of easy to do it was easy to run raids like we knew what we were doing and it kind of carried the stream you can kind of use it this is not me slamming people by the way like i have peers that do this they run they run you know pvp carries and, and raid carries and um i just feel like it's kind of a crutch a little bit you can kind of lean on it a little bit you don't have to carry the stream as much and when you kind of force yourself to carry the stream it's a lot harder like in D2 vanilla to now, there were so many days we would, like, we're running public events. Like, I'm having to carry the stream with the dialogue, with the talk, with the, you know, with whatever's going on. That's harder. That's very difficult to do because people are like, well, what are you doing? Like, what's he doing in the game? Like, and if you're not doing that, a lot of people were like, this is boring. I'm out. I had people are like, all this guy does is run pub events. Um, and for a while there, I was worried, you know. Uh, for for a while there, I was worried. I was like, I could be nuking my channel right now, you know. 
Uh, but you have to be grateful for doing it. It did help build what you're doing here today. Some of us sub for years. I mean, I don't need lectured on being grateful about what I did. I, 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 I'm not saying that it was a waste of time. I said it was a short road for quick growth as opposed to a long road for enduring growth. I've not said anything that indicates I needed, like, given a, a lecture on being grateful for the people that have been here since the beginning. But if you go back and you look at the, the number of people that vanished into thin air, lots, lots of subs and people vanished into thin air the minute the minute that I wasn't doing raids, you know what I mean? Is this the new is this the new thing now some of you guys like to do? You guys are so combative. Like far from a lecture, but okay. Like why? Why why is this the thing now? Some of you guys think that you can just talk to me with a condescending tone. Like I I really don't appreciate it. It just comes off as flippant and disrespectful. Like I don't know. I I don't answer to anybody about my dadgum content and I'm giving you my reasoning. I don't need told how much I should be grateful about what I did and how I did it. Like it just isn't I don't need to hear that from you or anybody. Um, and then I don't need told far from a lecture, but okay. That passive smarmy like, but okay. Like somebody did that earlier. It's like, well, that's not what happened, but okay. Like that's just condescending. Like you don't have a right to come in here and talk to me that way. Sharadsky. Do you think that preventing or defending against cheating is more or less important than balancing things within the game that overall make PvP worse experience? Or do you think Bungie has the time and manpower to do that before trials? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if the meta discussion is even worth having right now. That doesn't seem to be what's driving people away from playing PvP. You know what I'm saying? Um... I, that doesn't see that doesn't seem to be I don't know that is that just doesn't seem to be that doesn't seem to be the driver of disengagement is how I want to phrase it I was like how do I want to phrase this that's not the driver of disengagement right now the the, the main driver of disengagement seems to be a degradation in experience re- related to a lack of grind there's nothing to grind for and like matchmaking and team balancing and skill-based matchmaking. I feel like those are higher. I feel like those are way higher on people's frustration levels right now. I don't know. I feel like people, I feel like people would be engaging just fine if there was at least a reason to to like log in and grind every day. I feel like people will eat around like if there's if there's if there's avenues of the meta that you find frustrating, I think you'll keep playing if there is like a gro- like a like a loot motivator. There's zero loot motivator, right? There's like there's there's zero loot motivator. So you're just like why play, right? Um you know. Yeah, guys, Pugs is from New York. I just couple of, him and some other guys that come in and they just they get they get too flippant with me. Like people don't understand like it just doesn't work. It's like I'm doing something here. You can't talk to me like we're at the bar throwing back a couple. Um, it just doesn't work. It feels it, that the tone is bad. It just doesn't come off right. Because um, I would. Like, I hang out with I hang out with pugs at conferences and stuff. This just isn't the place for that. Like, not everybody... Like, if I let you get away with it, then other people are like, man, these guys are really being kind of rude to Lono and he's letting it go. Like, they don't get it. They don't know that we have, like, a history. That's why I'm checking it a little bit. Um... I wouldn't say I just I just wouldn't say that the sandbox 
is terrible right now. I feel like the sandbox is kind of all over the place with respect to like, there's a lot of ways you can play the game right now. Uh, so I, I don't think that's like the hot button issue. You've got to kind of, how do I want to say this? You're talking about the furniture in the room and there's water all over the place. It's like, okay, hang on a minute. We don't need to be talking about like the drapes and the and the chair and the couch. There's literally, there's water on the floor. We got to get this out of here. It's ruining everything. It's, it's ruining the room. We got to get this water out of here. We got to stop people from dosing, stop people from cheating. Look at matchmaking algorithms. Look at team balancing. Because that right there makes it difficult to even get into the game to where you enjoy or don't enjoy or get upset or criticize the meta. Does that make sense? Like, you're not even really getting into the game right now. You almost have to wrestle the game to the ground to even get to the place where you could say the meta is bad. Does that make sense? Like, the engagement numbers are so low. You know, the engagement levels are just so low and continue to go down. It, I don't think it's as simple as blaming the, the sandbox. You know, I'm trying to talk about this differently than I usually did. I don't want to repeat myself, but I feel like all season long and last season too, everybody complains about something different in the Crucible. Team shotting with pulses, shotguns, uh, shoulder charge, recluse, mountaintop. Uh, people are complaining about snipers. People complain about flinch. It's like everybody has the thing that annoys them. And in the past, there was an overwhelming narrative that would emerge, right? Shotguns are dominating the crucible. Please use your primary. Like everybody said the same thing. It was like, I have to play in this way or I'm going to die. I don't feel like that's the narrative right now. And I've said that a lot. I just. I don't get the sense from the crucible crowd and the high level players and the mid level players. It doesn't seem like you have to play a certain way right now. In the past, you did. Play the meta or die by the meta was kind of how it was when D2 launched as well. You kind of had the team shot or death ball or you, you had no chance. I, I see lots of people playing lots of different ways, lots of different loadouts. I just think people get annoyed with there does seem like there's an abundance of low skill floor stuff and they get annoyed by that not necessarily that the crucible is an imbalanced disaster it's just that there's a lot of options if you want low skill floor entry point easy kills shoulder charge shotguns lane camping with your buddy and using pulse rifles you know what I mean it's just one of those things. It's just one of those things where it's really difficult when everybody's saying something different to be like, "Oh, this is what's problem with the sandbox right now." So, I think they need. I think it's far better to focus on trial. I'm sorry, um, cheating and dosing. Uh, are you looking forward to trials? I'm looking forward to probably casting trials. I think I'm gonna try and do some of that. That'll be fun. Or playing with some buddies. But overall, not really. I notlands. Like I'm not looking forward to playing it that much. It's not really my bag. I notlands. What do you see happening with trials and PvP in general if trials doesn't land in the community? Do you think Bungie will pursue other avenues of PvP-esque modes, or do you think that they'll abandon it as a whole? I it, I don't see them abandoning it. I don't see them abandoning it. I think it's a it, it's a funnel that if you feed properly, flourishes and does well. Shadowkeep had a pretty... I would say during Season of the Undying, the numbers were really good, and people seemed, you know, generally happier than they had been most seasons. Um... And then it all kind of died. <laughs> it all kind of died when we got to Season of Dawn. Um, so I, I think them abandoning it altogether, just, it, 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 I entertained that idea when they didn't do anything for the game for like a year <laughs> or more. Uh, so 
I would say that, <clears throat> excuse me, I would say that's the least likely. Now, as far as, um, as far as trials not landing well, will Bungie pursue other modes? I think they've kind of run the gamut of trying to launch other modes, lockdown, breakthrough, salvage, rift. A lot of their new game modes just haven't really gone over that well. So I don't see. I don't think they're going to put a lot of resources in that either. I would say, if trials doesn't go over that well, they primarily need to focus on the daily, weekly ritual, you know, grind, a reason to log in every day and week. And I think, as I've outlined multiple times before, you do that with Shacks. Make him look like an obelisk, give him a seasonal rank, give him weapon frames, give him things to grind for that are season long, and you're done. And you re- and you refill him and refresh him every season, and there you go. That would solve a significant amount of problems with the funnel being motivated to log in and play every day. Now, you gotta do that, and they gotta tone down the team balancing. right? They gotta tone down skill-based matchmaking. They have to. It's just like, come on. You're making the most dedicated players not want to play. Um, you know... True Vanguard said in his video the other day about sidearms that the meta on PC seems much narrower than on console, and the wider FOV might be wise since you can't sneak around as easily. I yeah, it's I think it's hard for anybody right now. If if anybody makes a video to try, ask them. Go ask all the PvP guys. Go say what would you do? What's the problem with the meta and the sandbox right now? You're probably going to get like seven different answers. Now there might be some commonality between them about like maybe there's certain guns that need nerf like what's going on with the rental like why has that not been touched <laughs> like what why is it still the way that it is <laughs> you know but so they might all they might all mention a couple of the same weapons that seem to be problematic but by and large i think you'd get a lot of different input you'd get a lot of different like opinions about what's the problem with the sandbox what are they all saying what are they all saying though that is like a common agreeance right now what are they having agreement upon matchmaking team balancing cheaters dossers they're all agreeing that those are significant problems but when you talk about the weapons and the meta and the sandbox like nobody seems to have a hundred percent agreement when the shotguns were running over the crucible rip shot in the past everybody kind of seemed to agree that like eh it's all shotguns. It's kind of shotgun meta right now. You got to run a shotgun or you're going to lose all close range fights. Um, and what Silent's saying, a lot of their responses are based off of their play style. And that has an influence as well. So I don't know. Um, I, th- I feel like it's such a hard conversation to have. I feel like it's easier to have conversations about undeniable problems and hurdles with engagement as opposed to the the very gray area that is the sandbox um, and what's too strong and what's too weak and what needs buffed and what needs nerfed. Eknor. Do you think it's even worth it for Bungie to invest in PvP when most of the money is coming from PvE players? Uh, Even if Trials is a success, will they be able to update Trials loot every season with limited resources when it's hard for them to update vendors? This is actually a really valid question you don't have to spend any money to play crucible it's got to be pretty frustrating from bungie's perspective right it's got to be pretty frustrating uh from bungie's perspective to constantly have to deal with these problems uh with with crucible from people that are spending zero dollars 
How frustrating is that? That what? The people that are cheating, right? Let's just say there's a couple thousand cheaters regularly. They're literally ruining, they're part of the problem. They're ruining Crucible and they're not paying any money. <laughs> like that's the danger of going free to play is you can have all these, these, these pay nothings come in and they, they ruin, they're ruining it. They're cannibalizing the, the, the playlists, you know? Um, short change here with five months. Thank you. Geek Cola with four months. Thank you. 10 months from ADJC. Thank you. Uh, GP hash says, I can tell you what we think in BSK. Uh, I love BSK. The issue starts with the sandbox as it's unenjoyable. That's what pushes people away at first. And then because of lower player bases, lobby balancing and skill-based matchmaking become a bigger issue as there are less people to match with. There's definitely a compounding effect that happens when people leave. GP hash, I think you're leaving out a couple other things that drove lots of people away. And, And here's how I think I can make my point. I think there are lots of casual or more hobbyist or more mid-lane PvP players that don't see a reason to log in every day. The, the grind for the ritual was a joke. There's nothing to do. There's nothing new at the NPC. So they're just like, I got the ritual. I'm done. I think Randy's sustained the player base a little bit better in Season of the Undying because it was a slower grind. That keeps more of the hobbyist mid-lane players in matchmaking. So I think there's, there's, there's more mass exodus going on. Lots of people are like, nothing new, no reason to play, I already got my ritual, I'm out. Player base starts to go down, and then everything that you mentioned, skill-based matchmaking and team balancing, that starts to hit the more dedicated, more higher-skilled players, because they're more likely to stick around and play, because they like to play, they like to win, they play with their buddies. And now they're like, are you kidding me? This is horrible. And then they start leaving and it compounds itself. The more down that player base goes, the more the remaining faithful feel like this is awful. So I don't think it was just that the meta was unenjoyable and people left. I actually think the lack of daily weekly ritual grind, the very easy ritual ritual gun grind, I think actually was another huge factor and people looking at Season of Dawn and being like there's nothing for the Crucible. So I'm I'm out. You know, they hit 100 on their season pass and they're kind of done. And if you're playing a lot and grabbing bounties, it doesn't take that long, especially with double XP bounties from Ava Levante, if they really care about that stuff. Rainey's was only also a slightly different case because it was a scout rifle based. Everyone had access to scout rifles. Komodo is linear fusion based. And if you don't have the Arbalest, you're going to have a bad time getting that ritual weapon. That's more good input from Smart Shark. That's another, yeah, that's another lane that probably short-circuited incentive. People are like, what the frick? A linear fusion? What? Like, I don't even have one of those. I can only do it when there's heavy, you know? Iron Banner didn't help either. Holy frick, that quest ticked people off. That quest was bad for the player as well as bad for the gameplay. It, like, disrupted the gameplay and it disrupt- it don't, don't, like the, the Iron Banner quest, I think, hurt too. We forgot about that in the grand scheme of the discussion. I agree completely. D1 had weapons to grind for in PvP like Is Luna. No purpose to play, no loot, no love from Bungie. Silence from them for a year and everyone leaves. So we're on the same page. Yeah, we're, we're agree. I love I love the BSK homies. I always have. I know the PvP crowd's never been too fond of me. Um... I don't know. I don't know why. I was. I, I don't know. I was a bit of a grump and complained a lot back in D1 anytime I played PvP. So I probably didn't earn any friends back then. Um... But I I think in general, I think in general, we're all on the same page here that like they just, they, they haven't done enough. And here's the thing too. We all complain. So it's all good. Here's the thing too, that I think we're missing. Then this is, this is where it's, this is where it gets tough. 
is Bungie has made significant changes to Crucible, but they don't translate into value points for the player. They changed all of the playlist in Shadowkeep. They put, you know, Elimination in, into the Crucible apps. We come into this season, they pull Elimination out of the Crucible Labs, and they make some more change to Crucible. But we don't feel those as value points. If you're a day-to-day, week-to-week player, you don't feel any of that. Any any of that. You know, can someone translate BSK for me? Bomb, uh, bomb Squad Kittens. They're a clan. They're an old old school Destiny clan. Um, like Lumi and I'm trying to remember all the people that I knew that were in BSK. Lumi would be the one that would you most people would would probably recognize. I think Typhoon Trav was in BSK, wasn't he? Trav was in BSK. Um, I love PFP, PVP, and I don't play anymore. I love your input though. Please don't stop. Thank you. Oh yeah, Robbie. Robbie, yeah, Robbie was in BSK. Oh yeah, was Craft in BSK? Oh man, that's old school, man. That's way back. Surge, uh, what kind of data software could Bungie security team use to track people knocking people off the game? Dossing is it still on quite frequently in high comp? I mean, homie, I don't know. I'm not an expert in this. Um, I'm not an expert in this realm. Oh, Sonic was too. Freaking little Sonic, I love that guy. Uh, I don't know the name of the software. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but they got to have something that gets triggered, you know. I, <laughs> man, this guy's getting real lucky in high-end comp. His teams keep disconnecting. His enemy teams keep disconnecting. There's got to be a way. There's got to be alarm systems that are like, this guy just won, you know, 10 games today, and seven of them, six of them, the other team just disconnected. It's got it's to be a way. TX Blue. If without anti-cheat, the defensive measures are easily bypassed, why charge for trials, especially since we already paid for it? I feel like paying for trials is equal to paying for factions to return. Oh, dang it. Oh, that's a fine point. That's fair. I just, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to come up with something that would help. Just something to be a barrier between Johnny Aimbot and jumping back in, right? The guys that are selling the recoveries are going to cheat and make their money back, so it's not going to hurt them. So I get you're making a good and fair point, and I probably would have to agree with you, but I still think it might be worth it. I also think people that love trials would probably not complain. How much does it cost for the season? $10? Oh, I had to spend that. I had to spend that to get access to trials. Well, that's fine, right? That's fine. I, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm saying the people that want to play trials would probably be okay with a ten dollar entrance fee because, like, they, they understand that's some barrier between them and free to play players. It's some barrier. It's not a significant barrier, but it would trip up a lot of people. It would trip up a lot of people. You have to understand that cheaters, there's like there's like echelons of cheater, you know? And if you can knock off that bottom rung of like Johnny 10-year-old cheater, that's not bad. You know? That's but that's but the entrance fee is only like one piece of a giant puzzle. That's why I said you've got reactive, which is what they're doing now. Reactive is researching the account and banning. That's reactive. Automated bans is still reactive. You're waiting for them to cheat right? 
You're waiting for them to cheat. Reacting, banning. Okay, so reactive. Then there's defensive measures you can take. Defensive measures are what we're talking about. It's a defense. It's a barrier. It's $10 to get in. Then you make them hit 950. Then you make them run some quests with 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 an NPC that, that doesn't hurt the honest players. It would only hurt the players that are trying to jump back in. That's defensive. That doesn't work, though, against the people that are buying recoveries. Like, their one weird, their one fishy trials card on the weekend isn't going to ring any alarm bells they're probably not going to need to worry about the, the, the barriers because they spent the $10, their character's at nine fifty. they did the quest, and then they're paying, you know, Steve the cheater to, to carry their account to Flawless and they get their account back and then they're not setting off any more alarm bells, okay? So that's, we've got, now we've got reactive, research and banning and automated bans. We've got defensive, we've got a light level to requirement, a quest level requirement, a, you got to pay to get in, and then preventative, right? Reactive, defensive, preventative anti-cheat you have to have anti-cheat as the capstone to all of this you have to just be hitting people and saying you can't play why you're running you're running aimbot software get the frick out anti-cheat as as just like get out it's preventative you're not even letting them get in the door or you're getting them mid-game oh you're working on an account recovery oh man it would be a shame if that person that just paid you 50 dollars got their account permanently banned Boom! Like, it would hurt. Oh, it would hurt. And it'd be freaking beautiful. But you have to have all three. You have to have all three. Listen, you can't just do reactive and defensive. You also can't just do preventative, by the way. Because preventative, sometimes you need to do research. Sometimes somebody's slipping past and doing dosing or something that's not as noticeable. Maybe they're doing network manipulation. They're throttling, right? People used to throttle all the time in old school Call of Duty Black Ops and in you know D1 Iron Banner. They would throttle in Red Bar and they'd be amazing and it didn't make any sense. Sometimes you do need the research, the reactive. You know? Um... So, you know, by and large, you, you have to have all three pieces into place or one or one will just eventually be either exploited or gotten around or, or it won't be enough. You need all three. And then you're still going to have people that slip through, but way, you know, way, 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 way lower. Peer-to-peer is the problem. Well, peer-to-peer is part of the problem because you can never stop the dosing. Like, you can't stop the dosing. You can't prove dosing. I mean, it's not hard. It's like we were about to win and we all three got knocked offline. That's <laughs> that's not lightning striking in three different cities at the exact same time. I mean, that's somebody knocking you offline. So, you know, you, you would need then there to be research. That's reactive, right? That person's dosing. They're getting away with it. And then reaction, reactive comes in, researches it, and bans that person. And then guess what? You have all these barriers and things in the way of them jumping back in. And then they're going to be, you know, annoyed. They got to buy the thing again. They got to grind again. They got to hit high level. You know, you're minimizing what they can even do. Even just a temporary ban for the weekend. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like if something like that is happening and the alarm bells is going off, Bungie should be like, yeah, you, this seems suspicious. You're on a 24-hour suspension while, while we research your account. And it would have to be so extreme, right? You just you just went flawless and the whole the, every team disconnected. We're, we're putting you on a 72-hour suspension while we re- review this. There's no way that happened, right? Uh, not that Bundy with a brand new Prime sub. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes and ad-free viewing. If you guys are sick of seeing ads on Twitch 
Remember, you can sub here and you'll never see an ad when you're here. Also, if you're new and you enjoy this as an interactive podcast, you can listen to and lurk to whether you're working, playing Destiny. Uh, it is family friendly as well. You can have me on at work or with the kids around. I appreciate those of you that are here. Clicking the follow button, turning on notifications. A lot of new names in chat recently. Thank you for doing that. Uh, v drown joke, unrelated idea, just my prototype. Make it so the tower obelisks have weekly objective. No, not a question. Uh, v drown joke. From my idea, forgot to add. No, you're writing two book. No, stop that. Forza. When you report someone in game, does it automatically send the same report on the respective platform? I have no idea, homie. I don't know how the back end works on this. I really don't. I don't know if they're. I don't know if it's all the same. I don't know if you need to, you know, report them individually. You know, I if is. Just do it. Like, report them in the game, but I think they basically said that the the one that you do on their website is, like, the best one. I don't even know. Like, I think it just goes to Bungie. I don't think it hits the, you know, Sony or Microsoft or Steam. Um, not that it would matter, right? It wouldn't matter, because it, it, if they're getting banned from Destiny, they're just going to create another account, and it's not going to matter. <clears throat> A lot of tech people are very concerned what's on their computer and what their data is doing or where their data is going. How can Bungie get around this issue? I mean, if people are going to get bent out of shape, if they have to install anti-cheat, you know, I, <laughs> I don't think I I don't care. <laughs> if someone's like, well, now, now, wait a minute now. I got to install this and it's going to scan my hardware and make sure I'm not doing something and submit a report to Bungie. That seems like an intrusion of my privacy. Well, then go frickin' play another game. Like, we have to have anti-cheat. You can't, you can't play any game with anti-cheat then. Like, you can't. You know what I'm saying? I'm not hyper-concerned with, with, with Johnny Straight and his glasses who's going to be all upset about this and is going to, like, give some lecture about intrusion of privacy and blah, blah, blah and Big Brother. I just... Don't play then. I don't give a frick. They have to protect the integrity of the game and the, pe- the experiences people are having. You know what I mean? I'm fine with having it, but it'll make it a target for hacking. They could hack right now, a T-Funk. You don't think they can hack Steam accounts and get your credit card information or your PayPal information? They could do the same thing if they hacked Bungie. It, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I hear where you're coming from, but like any company that you provide your home address to, your credit card information to, could get hacked. And then all your information, then they have your stuff. Like, I don't know, like we were talking about earlier, like E3. <laughs> the reason thoughts on steam as a platform it's still a huge cheating issue uh it still has a huge cheating issue with csgo dota 2 feels like battlenet wasn't friendly to cheaters i don't know if it's because of battlenet though homie it was it wasn't free to play back then so it's not a fair comparison if we would have had a year on battlenet of free to play we could maybe make a better comparison of like yeah there was a clear difference um I don't I I don't know man. I don't know. That I don't I don't think you I don't think that like we can compare. Um they also chose BattleNet because of their anti-cheat. I don't think that's why they went with BattleNet. I think with BattleNet cuz Activision BattleNet. I don't think it was because of their anti-cheat. I don't think they ever came out and said that either. It was because of they were launching on PC and Activision's the publisher and Blizzard Activision like that just seems logical to me to use their launcher. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it was because of their anti-cheat. Um, it, it was one of the reasons, at least I remember that being a discussion. Yeah, but here's the problem with that though. I thought they said that the only thing Blizzard was doing was supporting ban in, 
enforcement not any kind of cheat prevention I don't remember them talking about anti-cheat I thought that was part of the discussion when they said that the only thing Battle.net would be doing would be ban enforcement not cheat prevention unless I'm misremembering the conversation that was ages ago so I could have it backwards and I could be wrong I swore I remember talking about that and people saying all Battle.net's going to do is enforce the ban it's still up to Bungie to detect and 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 issue bans to cheaters so I don't know it was a perk of Battle.net maybe not the reason they went with it I forget I remember I do remember Battle.net not allowing us to run certain types of game capture in OBS because that was a built in uh, that was a built in form of cheat protection I don't know if that's anti-cheat Anti-cheat is not like Battle Eye. That doesn't sound like Battle Eye, where they scan your computer and make sure you're not doing something. Battle.net and Battle Eye are not the same companies. Yeah, I don't know if they did that. I know they prevented certain things, but I don't know if they were actually actively scanning my computer for cheating software like they do when you load up a game that has Battle Eye. Um, Cartman says. The decision to use Steam for PC may have been a mistake as it's very heavy on the mod community. Should have Bungie picked Epic Store? I don't know if that would have made a difference, my friend. Uh, Fortnite, which was built by Epic, had cheating problems with their free-to-play, and they had to lean on BattleEye. Um, I think people got their wires crossed. I think you have it right. They uphold the bans, but Bungie was had the front finding them. I am confident we had that discussion once, and like Bungie... That was written up. Some of there was something that basically outlined how Blizzard was not scanning and 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 giving and handing out bans. They weren't. They were helping with ban enforcement at an account level, but Bungie was the one that had to detect and and do the bans. Um, all Battle.net did was enforce the bans. Bungie ran the servers and the bans. Yeah, I don't think they were running in any kind of anti-cheat through Battle.net. I don't think they were. And there were some intrinsic things, like we said, like you couldn't do certain game captures to prevent certain types of aimbots, but I don't know if that was that, that would be considered anti-cheat like BattleEye. I think that's in a different category. Similar, but I think it is I think it is a little bit different. TX Blue, do you think it's a good idea to have a season that revolves around trials? Uh, if there's no answer for cheater or dosters, I feel like next season would lose players. I don't see them doing that. Luke Smith seemed to indicate in his director's cut that there would not be another season like that that would center around one type of game mode or something. Um, I don't think they're going to do that again. Mel Buggin. Mel says, how bad do you think false bans would actually be for players? If there's an appeal system, wouldn't the sentiment be positive because the non-cheaters would appreciate that system exists in the first place? Uh, like when you get a text from your bank trying a weird transaction? Thanks, but it's just me. Well, it's a little different though because when you when they when they flag a you know, you swipe your card twice at Best Buy and they're like, is that you? And you're like, yeah, it's fine. You, like, you reply and they fix it right then and there. You know, if there's a high number of false bans, I don't think people would be like, no problem, Bungie. Like, they're walking out of jail. Like, no problem. Yeah, take the cuffs, cuffs off. Yeah, that's fine. You just keep the bad guys off the streets. No, I think people would be freaking furious. They'd be like, I didn't cheat. <laughs> I don't think people would be happy about it. Um, now, if there was like a handful of people that got like a temporary suspension while it was reviewed and then they were able to jump back in and it was the only time that it happened I could see some people kind of shrugging that off and being like well 
you know, I couldn't play for the afternoon, but at least they're keeping the cheaters out. I I don't know. Anything beyond that, anything beyond like a minor suspension, and that, again, it had to be at small numbers. If large numbers of people are getting false bans, I think that would set a really bad tone. I don't think people would be like, nah, it's fine. You're keeping the you're keeping the streets clean. I don't think so. I also think th- the biggest risk here. The biggest risk here is I think trolls and cheaters are cut from the same cloth of scum. And I think a lot of these people would get banned and flood the forums and Twitter and Reddit with this is ridiculous. These are false claims. We're all getting falsely banned. Bungie's not banning the right people. And they'd all be lying, but they could create this false narrative of Bungie's false banning people, right? So Bungie would have to be prepared because trust me, I've, I've been sitting in a I've been sitting in a chair like this and interacting with the internet public and the and the and the like the bottom of our shoe crap people that we have to deal with. I, these people would band together and 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 create this huge narrative of false bans. Bungie would have to be prepared to say or or to shut that down. Right? You, they got to shut that down. Because if not, you're going to have the forums, you're going to have Reddit overrun. Like the mods, the mods on the subreddit, the, you know, the forum moderators, they're going to have to be ready because that's exactly what would happen. And you're chasing the wind at that point. You have all these people making all these claims and then this guy's false claim gets pushed down by another guy's false claim and that's all it is, is a sea of people like, we, we're not, this is Bungie, blah, blah, blah. And then people are like, oh man, Bungie's messing up. Bungie's false banning people. Like that guy recently... And then he got publicly embarrassed because he was cheating, like, you know? Which is why Bungie has publicly roasted many people who cry didn't cheat with proof of their cheating. The narrative is easily shot down by a single person calling them out for the reason they were banned. That's what you would honestly need. Like, basically the subreddit would have to be like, number one, this is not the place to appeal your ban. So the subreddit would have to delete any thread that, that pops up like that. On the forums, it would have to be in the right place, in the in the, in the the appeals process place or wherever they were putting it. And then that allows Bungie to reply publicly and then you're done. You can't edit. If you submit that publicly, you should not be able to delete or edit that post because then Bungie can reply to it and be like, no, you were cheating. You know, an example is old situation in RuneScape. People on Reddit post all their accounts getting suspended and the moderators reply with evidence, reply with evidence proving their account was in fact cheating. Yeah, they'd have to take that mentality. The subreddit moderators, everybody would have to be on the same page. Cuz it would become a it would just become an overwhelming swarm of bull. It would be so much nonsense. Rodeo clowns. Why do you think players go to such lengths to cheat? Dude, I don't know. There's just there's there's just people that are scum in the world. Don't if you listen, if you try and understand the the, the bottom barrel of human existence, you're going to have a hard time doing it. Why do people send days on end harassing people online, making hundreds of accounts? Why? Like you see what I'm saying? If you try to understand that person, you try and picture that person's existence, it doesn't make sense. It's just, it's it, it's 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 contrary to everything we know. It's like, why would you do this with your time? You'll never understand it. You just won't. You will not. Why do people like I reasoned with a troll. This is a while ago. I reasoned with a troll and he actually stopped. I was like, what's your end goal here? 
you're this person was trying to hurt me they were trying to embarrass me they were they were they were responding to my sponsors basically telling them they shouldn't work with me because i was rude and i would cuss out people in my channel and i was this toxic it was all lies right they were just spreading lies about me but they were literally reaching out to my sponsors and i literally reasoned with them the one day i knew they were in chat and i was like what's your end game here man what's your end game if you succeed if you succeed and I lose sponsorships, I lose sources of revenue. Your that's your your goal is to take money from my family? Is that your goal? Are you going to celebrate? Are you going to throw a party and high-five your buddies on on in Twitter DMs and subreddits like, "Yeah, man, Lono made met less money this quarter." <laughs> Got him. He can't do that thing he want to do is for his family or he he can't he can't well, we hurt him real good, man. He's going to have to qu- quit. And when I did that, the guy realized, he realized he was like he got caught up in it. He just hated me so much that he just that he didn't realize like dude I literally have a wife and children upstairs like I'm literally paying my bills with this is my income your goal is to hurt me and to hurt my income come on and he literally he literally apologized and stopped but my point is is like that's a rarity ordinarily these people like this is just what they do like and 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 most of the time right most of the time these people are living in a complete and utter state of misery right they're they're just a complete and utter state of misery they are unhappy miserable very sad sometimes psychologically damaged people and their their only source of 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 any any semblance of like feeling good is to like take joy from others it's I honestly think a lot of the people that harass and cheat and DOS and make accounts and troll, like, it's just one of those things where I really do think, like, that's a, they're in a position of being, they're psychologically disturbed a lot of the times. I really, truly believe that, you know? Uh, dehumanizing makes it easy to hate them, but if you were able to make hundreds of thousands a weekend by doing recoveries by cheating, can you really blame them? Well, I mean, right, Eugene, most people aren't doing that, I don't think. I don't think most of the cheaters in the world are doing account recoveries and making money off of it. Um, there were people that did it during Fortnite era. They were literally just, they were just enjoying cheating. They just thought it was funny. Like, stream sniping a streamer and following them around and ruining their day. Like, just press the pause button and really think about how messed up that is. You're in, you are taking joy and enjoyment out of making somebody have a bad day. That's jacked up. It's so jacked up. They don't see it because they just think they're having a laugh with their buddies. Haha, <laughs> got him. Like it, they don't think about it that way. They don't, they don't think about the fact that they're like searing their conscience and becoming a, like a, a like they're messed up. But again, like what Eugene is saying, there are people that are going to be like, dude, I can literally make money doing this. Why would I not? It's a free-to-play game. I got dudes that will hand me $50. I can cheat my way through eight hours of gameplay. And, and, and that's, you know, yeah, I'm making 50 bucks. I'm making make, not even eight hours of gameplay. Who knows how long it takes? I think somebody was saying it can take them like three hours. So 50 bucks every three hours, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. $150 a day if you're doing a nine-hour shift of this crap. I mean, come on, that's money. <laughs> that's that's money. If you're doing it all week long, I mean, think about that. If you're doing that all week long, you're you got people willing to give you, and you're making about $150 a day. You're doing it all week long. That's a thousand dollars a week. 
that's that, that's $4,000 a month. And I've had people come in here and say that. They were making three to $4,000 a month doing this nonsense. You know? There was a kid who just got caught doing that on Instagram. Did you guys see that report? He was making $4,000 a month by creating a rep- He created a reposting account on Instagram, got a ton of followers, basically stealing other people's posts. <laughs> kid this kid was making more money than he could make at any traditional job he's making four grand a month (laughs) he's making close to 50 grand a year just stealing people's stuff on instagram like when there's money involved especially it's really really hard to be like oh well this person is is a is a total piece of human garbage scum it's like I can pay my bills. I don't care. It's just a video game. That's probably how they think about it. Now, the people that just cheat for the sake of cheating or just troll to harass people or stream snipe, I think those people are the ones that typically have, like, they're the ones that have some sort of a problem. Like, this is a weird compulsion to harm others for enjoyment. Like, that's that's kind of scary. But making money, I mean, it's hard. It, 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 I'm not saying it's right, but it's like, yeah, you're some 17-year-old kid. You got no, you got no sense of consequence. You got no sense of right and wrong in the world. You're just like, yeah, I'm not hurting anybody. I'm not hurting anybody. I'm just playing a video game and and using an aimbot, and I'm making I'm making bank. You know, it's wrong, but I'm saying like there's a significant difference between that and like somebody harassing with trolls and stuff like that. Uh, no scope. Bin Laden says. Do you think Destiny going free to play is a mistake? My hot take, Destiny's in a worse place than it's ever been and people who paid for the game are having a worse experience than ever because of people who got the game for free. Um, I don't think free to play was a mistake. I think they're netting over a million players a day for a reason. I think they're making tons of money. They're a high-ranked Steam game. They're a highly engaged Steam game. They're a top 10 Steam game since they launched uh, since they launched free to play. Uh, PvP just needs anti-cheat, you know? I think you're setting sights at the wrong thing. You know, you're setting your sights at the wrong thing. They just need good anti-cheat. That would be like, was Fortnite and Apex going free-to-play a mistake? No, they did it and it was a huge success, but then they had to implement anti-cheat. You don't react to being like, well, free-to-play was a mistake. Bring the hammer down, close the gates. You know, I I don't think you can do that. I don't think that would work at this point. Amish Milkman. Could paid or clan carries be flagged as outlier and ticketed as cheating? Is there a way you think you could be implemented where this is not too harsh? I don't give a frick about paying for clan carries. Like, I don't care about that. All I care about is cheating. If you want to pay somebody to play for you, or you want to pay somebody to let you in a clan or something, and you're going to get a bunch of free stuff, like that, none of that matters to me. Paying for a raid carry or a trials carry or a comp carry or a whatever carry... I don't care about that. Or account recoveries. Who cares? I don't care how you spend your $50. You want to spend $50 and let Johnny Basement Dweller run your account all day and get you a bunch of dope stuff in World of Warcraft or whatever. I don't care. I really don't. It's the cheating. You got to get the cheating out of there. That's a completely different, you know, that's a completely different category in my mind. Uh. Next question from Smart Shark. Thoughts on Bungie adding a system similar to Overwatch where you notify the people you've reported been banned or suspended. Not everybody likes to do that, so I don't know how much that would do. Silent. We were told the artifact was meant to be a way to control the sandbox uh, mid-season. It seems like it was made, has made it worse in multiple exotics being disabled this season. No real changes between each artifact. Would you consider the artifact, uh, then the artifact in that sense as a failure? 
I don't remember them saying that they were going to use the, the the artifact to change the sandbox mid-season. I think you're. I don't think that's a. I don't think it's an accurate quote. They said that the 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 artifact was a way to refresh things season to season, and then if something's too powerful, they can tweak it at an artifact level and not having to tweak it at a, like a subclass or a gun level. Also, it's not even remotely connected. Exotics getting disabled has nothing to do with the artifact. Like that that has nothing to do with the point that you're trying to make. They're ha- they have they have things that are broken that need to be disabled because they're 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 destroying the game. That has nothing to do with the artifact. So. Um, I now maybe the one did right the solar one or whatever that was happening but by and large the artifact was not meant to be something that gave you like a mid-season meta change they never said that um, they never said that they were going to be doing that I skipped your question uh, I'm sorry Palm said do you think the new integration with anti-cheat will have an effect on PVE speedruns I don't know I'm not hip on that in, I'm not hip on that side of the community homie I have no idea people are using cheats for speedruns um, Karatimus. What what's better for the health of the game? Seasons or mini expansions like Warmind and Osiris? Um, player base numbers seem to indicate that the seasons are doing much better than they've ever than they've ever had as far as player base numbers. Crucible is suffering for different reasons, right? Crucible is not suffering because we don't do Osiris and Warmind DLCs anymore. Crucible is suffering because of other things that have happened and a lack of grind. Right, so if you go back and look at Warmind and Osiris, I mean, the amount of updates they did back then, the amount of sandbox changes were super spread out just as much. There was less reason to grind. It was all it was all really really spread out. So the Crucible numbers back then weren't any better. In fact, I remember looking at the Crucible numbers after the D, like a lot of these DLCs and stuff. Look at the Crucible numbers during the last annual pass or during Osiris or any of those. They always dropped into like the four to five hundred thousands. Always, that was the pattern. Shadowkeep and Undying seemed to be the best, and then it and then it and then it faltered and fell as soon as we got into Season of Dawn. Uh, Mr. B Fox, I'm not super familiar with the anti cheats, uh, but it seems like games like Fortnite, Overwatch have really good anti cheat. What is Bungie's issue for not having? I have no idea why they don't have it. I theorized in my video that they went to Steam, they launched free to play, they launched crossplay, they launched a new DLC, they're self-published. Like they turned, they did so many things at the same time. They might not have had the time and the bandwidth to properly implement it. You know, I don't think you know. In somebody in chat saying because they don't want to spend the money on it, I, we, they've not said that. So you're speaking about something that you have no information on. So we don't know if they didn't want to spend money on it. It literally could have been we don't have time. The Crucible team is restructuring all the hoppers and all the playlists and putting elimination into the into the into the Crucible Labs and running tests. They had four different root v- versions of of elimination in crucible labs they might not have time to assign somebody to implement and plug in and integrate with the anti-cheat on steam or if they could have and they looked at it and they said it doesn't even work that well anyway we're going to try and work for maybe they're looking at another anti-cheat program maybe they're looking at internalizing it and doing their own thing like they, they they hinted at in the twab there's no way to know why they're not doing it that we can only theorize uh I don't know what I just did. Uh, Griffith the Owl, do you ever feel like do you feel like you're being left behind hurts the game? If you count just armor uh, and times it by three for each of the classes, nearly 90 armor and ornament sets are no longer attainable in the game. 
I don't have a strong opinion on that. It's not really what we're talking about today. And I don't I don't feel like rehashing why I think sometimes we do need to leave loot behind and then you can bring it back later in other ways. Lenny Butch. Sorry if it's already been discussed, but how did the reporting system in D1 actually work and did Bungie really do anything about it? I've seen plenty of people report uh, out of saltiness and anger. I mean, it's not that simple. You don't file a report and somebody's going to get in trouble. Uh, in D1, it was less of a problem. It was harder to cheat on console. This is mainly a PC issue. This is mainly a PC issue. So, um, just, they didn't have to deal with this. They didn't have to people, you didn't have to deal with people running aimbots and wall hacks and everything else on console. It just wasn't as much of a problem. They had to deal with people doing like network manipulation and DOSing uh, on console. So, reporting back then, if you reported somebody and then another team reported them and another team reported them, if all these unique experiences result in, you know, you got reported by the last 10 teams you played, then you're probably going to get investigated. But if you get reported by, you know, some random person and then 10 hours go by and it happens again, you know, maybe, maybe you're just, uh, <laughs> maybe you're just wrecking face and people aren't happy about it. I don't know. Maybe you're just teabagging. Um, so I don't think that, I don't think that the back then nobody's getting banned falsely because a bunch of people report you. Bungie does the research. They're not like, well, surely this person should be banned. Look at how many reports they had. I mean, you could you could have your entire team constantly, you know, stream sniping the, the, the same streamer or the same team and constantly reporting them, and it wouldn't matter. It's not based off of that. That's not how it works. So that's plenty of questions for today. We're getting to a point where we're kind of repeating questions anyway. Uh, so if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always come in and join these conversations. If you're here right now and you've enjoyed yourself, remember to click follow and turn on notifications. It is a family-friendly sort of podcast interactive style channel you can hang out in lurk play the game all those things appreciate you guys being here uh, also if you're listening in the other locations or you're here right now a really helpful thing you can do for me right now is go to my twitter you can use the twitter account in 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 the chat but if you're if you're listening elsewhere just go to say no to rage on twitter i have a pinned tweet right now that if you want to give it some love we're trying to get as much hosting and casting work as we can this year and you can you can give that tweet some love if you know people in the industry you can make an introduction if you think people in the industry should see my tweet and hire me then you can mention them retweet and mention them and that's really helpful uh, as always all of you that listen and interact with my content everywhere I greatly appreciate you doing that uh, and you can always catch me at say no to rage.com we're going to continue streaming but I am doing an outro for the people listening elsewhere the people listening or watching elsewhere please like share and subscribe